Clubroom backstage. It's gonna be very difficult. I mean, we're controlled non-stop and this is they managed to to put an entire world inside their houses i mean we lost our basic democratic and civil uh, rights and yes we are almost live from berlin hi my dear friends my name is anja schneider and i welcome you to the second edition of the club room backstage My new podcast where I'm going to talk with different people, different personalities, artists, friends. And of course, of the actual situation, we're going to talk about the situation we are all in and how everyone is dealing with this. And I'm really, really happy to have really interesting people on the show for today. I'm going to talk with David Esquilace. He's doing the label This and That, lives in Barcelona, actually he's from Napoli. And in Barcelona he's going to run the Bridge 48. It's like a studio concept, a networking concept, where people can exchange knowledge and even produce music. Then I'm going to have my wonderful friend Wojtek from Cats and Dogs. Cats and Dogs, long time artist, since long time on board on the scene. Wojtek lives more than two years now in Madrid and he's going to tell us how his life is there at the moment in Madrid, what he's going to miss and how he's going to deal with his daily routine. And I'm very, very proud to catch Neil Evans in Ibiza. He's running Electric Ibiza is a management company and different brands. And quite interesting, he's the artistical director of Amnesia Ibiza, one of the biggest, biggest clubs, probably you know. And of course, I'm going to talk with him about the situation on the island, about the openings, about maybe the change on the island this season. And it's all happened in the club room backstage. And last but not least, I'm very proud to uh, introduce you to some wonderful new artists, techno artists. It's a duo called Reform. It's Andrea and Ludovico and they live in Tuscany. And I'm very proud because they're gonna release the next EP on my label Zeus Music. And of course I talked to the guys because they can't go out and we talked about the situation in Tuscany, about the work situation right now under this pressure, about the fear and the feelings. This is the club room backstage. My name is Anja Schneider and I hope you're gonna have fun. And first of all, I'm going to say hello to the club room backstage to Davide Squilace. Okay, I got uh, Davide Squilace. Hey, how are you? Um, good, I guess. <laughs> how are you guys doing? I guess you stay home huh? now. Which day Yeah. already? Because you're in Barcelona, just to say it. Yes, I'm in Barcelona and I reckon it's the 15th day. I mean, uh, I try not to count because it's pointless and it's uh, psychologically wrong, I think. Mm -hmm. So at a certain point, they'll, they'll go like, okay, you you out of the cages, guys. And, you know, we'll take it from there. 
I guess it's also a challenge because I know you have two kids. We are all not prepared for this 24-7 all together, the whole family in this. Do you have a structure, daily structure, daily life? Well, I have to be honest, uh, when uh, things were getting worse, uh, since I'm Italian, obviously I was in touch with all my people in Italy. And obviously I knew this was, com was coming in here, uh, probably stronger than other countries because of the Spanish, the Italians, they're, you know, we're Latin, we're a little bit, we're not like the German, very structured, prepared, you know, we are more the, you know, philosophical living the life, which it, it didn't work out really this time. Uh, so I, I, I took uh, Erica and the kids and I sent them to Brazil. Oh. Why Brazil? Because they are now with a family. They have this uh, big house in the middle of nowhere and the kids are open air. Mm -hmm. They are like basically in an amusement park all day. Mm -hmm. So that makes me uh, happy. I mean, thinking of them being close here, um, I think it's like maybe the first four or five days they take it as a, as a joke. As, as a game, but then at a certain point, you know, the, the, the psychology in them will change. I was speaking with some friends, they go like, wow, now we have, uh, the kids cannot sleep properly because they feel in something is wrong because they're not allowed out, which normally when you have kids, you want them out of the house in, in a good way, but you know, so I'm happy that I took that decision. Obviously it's a bit um, emotionally I mean, when you know, when you when you know that they're fine, you're fine. But you know, here I'm alone. I see them every day on on on, on WhatsApp, all the all the video chat and so on. But you know, I like to have them around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Barcelona is also probably really depressing because it's always loud. There were always people on the street, and this is all missing now. Eh? Yeah, Barcelona. Like, uh, I mean, I'm from Napoli, and it's the same in, here in Barcelona. We live outside. There is uh, beautiful weather. Uh, most of the year and you live outside. So uh, when I go uh, for the supermarket, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit, um, it's, it's not depressing, but it's uh, like a post-atomic uh, Japanese cartoon yes. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, what is scary is uh, how, how the, uh, the economy is gonna, you know, how the, you know, from the small to the medium business are gonna react to this. This is what's scary because, um, I mean, you make your money and then you spend on your leisure time, which is clubbing, which is like making music and so on. So I exactly don't know how it's going to end up. I mean, I try to speculate as much as I can, mm -hmm. but I don't get my head around really. Yeah. yeah, this is also a point where I want to talk with you today because I uh, reached you out now, of course, as a non-touring DJ, as we all are, uh, but you involved a really, really uh, impressive and uh, good project called Bridge 48. It's like a studio place where people can rent uh, the studios, as I understood, and it's a it's a thing where you can uh, learn and exchange knowledge. It's a big studio place. Can you explain a little bit about it? Yeah, um, it's... Um, it's um so basically, it's a space where at, at, at the, in, inside of this space, there is a, a part of a, a co-working for the people, for the musicians that and then we have the studios that they can rent by hour. And then we have uh, we give classes on, you know, the basic of software, some engineering, 
some musical musical harmony scores and so on. But the good thing about this is that um, the community. So you go there and you find people like me or Dub Friday is one of my partners and you know all the you know um, uh, DJs and producers have been out there for a long time. We invite them so they can talk to people. Uh, so it's a physical place, mm -hmm. right? Uh, because normally you can get all this information online, but when you actually are face to face, so for for example, it's like um, the other time I was I was up in the offices, and one of my partner came to me and said, "Listen, Davide, there is this this guy is a member. He would like you to listen to some music." So I went there and listened to some music, and you know we exchanged some information and knowledge. And this is actually the heart of uh, Bridge. Mm -hmm. This is actually what, what happens there. And it's empty now. So it's it's it is empty. Yeah. But yes. is, is is there I mean this must be also like a financial disaster because you you don't know um if the artist can still be in the studio, if newcomers will come or how how this uh, yeah did you received already some messages some people said hey we probably can't go there anymore or something like this well as as the system works at bridge uh, you buy an amount of tokens right which ah. is our, our internal currency and then you can spend on the classes you can spend on on some talks on a masterclass on renting a studio or renting a, a, a particular synthesizer drum machine because you want to do Uh, you want to use that machine for one of your trucks and so on. So you keep this money, right? It's yeah. currency and you can use whenever, you know, this is over and they allowed us to open. For us, obviously, uh, as we are in the um, startup process, it's uh, it's obviously a financial disaster. But did you get help from the government? Because in Germany, we are quite lucky at the moment for all this creative people and self-employed and musicians. And so we will see, but it's a promise. But how is it in Spain or especially in Barcelona? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, um, it's constantly changing. So there are um, decretos, which is how it's called here, they're coming out. So first for the uh, private businesses and then for the people and then for before for the family with more needs. So we don't have an exactly one uh, for our type of business, what we're doing, uh, because it's pretty new. But uh, we are constantly waiting for with a new decreto and sitting down with our you know, lawyers and see how can we use this. But what, how we reacting to this is obviously online. So soon we're going to launch um, mentoring online, mm -hmm. uh, tutoring online and so on. For example, we try to get, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to do a mentoring, uh, Dub Fire is uh, going to do mentoring, you know, all these, these type of people that have been in, in the business and in the music more than before the business for so long. We try to uh, generate uh, cash flow this way for yeah. the for the sake of the project. Yeah, and it's actually quite good because everyone is at home. I have the feeling that a lot of people want to produce something, or even people that are not into this business or music, they have time. As for example, I wanted yeah. to to learn another language or something, you know. So probably it's the best. What are you working on? <laughs> <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> Uh, we'll <laughs> yeah, I know. So uh, I think it's a it's a great chance, and actually, um, this would be good. So for the people, just tell them the website where they have to go. It's Bridge Forty Eight. So it's bridge it's bridge forty eight dot com. Okay, and just a personal question. Of course, there will be a change after all this in the society, and and there must be. Do you have the feeling there's a change in the music, maybe? 
Um, you know, I was talking about this with a, with a friend of mine producer the, the other day. Um, and uh, I think at the beginning, um, I don't know if we were just speculating, but the easiest the message in the music would be for the people to get it, the more enjoyable it would be for them. So in terms like uh, um, if it's uh, if it's something more intellectual, more with a more complex rhythm or complex texture, changing melodies and so on, I think you'll be like, oh, no, 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 no. I prefer just you know. I'm, I'm, I'm too much stress. I want something very easy that makes me easy. Doesn't mean bad, right? That makes, that makes me dance and not, not think too much because, you know, I mean, you know, a certain type of music, you kind of have to listen with a different part of your brain because you have to be more concentrated on how many things are going on and uh, other stuff is just easier. It goes straight to your, to your body, right? So there is a reaction to your body. It's like more of a, uh, like uh, with a with the tribe, see they they had uh, drums and they were singing on it. That's it. These two elements, and everybody was partying. Yeah, you're right. I'm curious about this. So let's see. And what is the most? What are you looking for the most when all this is over? I'm sure for sure to see your family. But is there something where you're really looking for? Oh, uh, well, um, you know, you know what that just upsets me and frustrates me is that the lack of information that we have, how difficult it is to have a good fucking information that you can believe. I mean, you, you have to go deep in the in the deep net to try to get some good information. I'm, um, um, I'm frustrated that this is actually for me the third world war. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Which is, I mean, we're not, you know, we used by, we used by, you know, what we know about the wars and the, the Hollywood movies on wars that they're with missiles and, and, and big explosions, but no, this is a bio war and, uh, um, um, uh, every war is just to change the economy because somebody's too powerful. So you have to mm-hmm. fuck them to, to mm-hmm. change the economy. And this is what's happening. I just hope there is a change in heart and uh, in, in, in a lot of people. And obviously we are at the bottom of the power of the pyramid. And this is, this is what needs to change. I don't know, maybe together we can change a lot of what's happening, but it's going to be very difficult. I mean, we're controlled nonstop. And this is, they managed to, to put an entire world inside their houses. Mm-hmm. I mean, we lost our basic democratic and civil uh, rights. I cannot go out of my house. Yes. There's a, there, there are, I mean, in Italy, there are military. There is a military state in Italy. Can you believe? Yeah. It means that everybody's home. They can actually go around transporting a missile, an atomic bomb through the city without anybody knowing it. It's not science fiction, so it's 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 weird. They, I mean, they they won. Yeah, <laughs> it's a weird situation, and I think we are not built to deal with this not being secure. You know, everything was secure for us, and we are now in a situation where everything is changing every day, every hour, and this is something we can't deal with. I think the human beings, and it's it's really really challenging. Davide, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Oh, my pleasure. Always nice to talk to you. Yeah, and I'm going to send you this all. And oh, super. Thank you so much. This was uh, lovely. Of course, anytime. So you must be like a kind of a meditation eh? when you're all the time alone and, and no family, no kids. 
Uh, okay, I think the first five days I was drinking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's eating and... <laughs> and now, now it's getting better. I'm actually cooking a lot, which <laughs> which, uh, which I like. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'm making, I brought some stuff from the studio here. The thing is that, you know what? I mean, we we as a producers, we work in like a very small uh, in in a room closed, and and you know it's inside there is like uh, for us it's a world. I mean, it's you know there are no walls, but because we decide to go there, but this situation is like somebody's putting us here to be behind walls. This is what upsets me. It's not by choice. So I don't know. I'm, it's getting better now. I mean, the beginning, the first five days, I was like, I'm not gonna fucking make music. I'm not. Into, yeah. I mean, it's not. There's no point. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's not because somebody put me inside. I have to do something. So not the the, the press or anything because it's not it's not my it's not my style. Yeah. But you know. Anyhow. Okay. <laughs> super. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. No problem. Bye bye. Okay. And I can't wait to see you and hug you in person soon. <laughs> Without masks. All little things getting so important now. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> Cheers. Right. Danke. Right. Ciao ciao. And I'm very happy to say hello to Wojtek, one part of Cats and Dogs, label owner and founder of Pets Recordings, longtime friend actually, uh, originally from Poland, lived long time in Berlin and now he lives in Madrid. Wojtek, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. There's better days and <laughs> better days and worse days. Today is pretty good because... I'm in a lucky position that I have a house with Taras. No, my so God. <laughs> I feel very lucky with it nowadays. Since when you are in Madrid, by the way? It's already three years. Oh, my God. Okay. So, and of course, we've never been in this situation. It doesn't matter if you are in Madrid or in Berlin or Poland. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really heavy. Um, and, and, you are much longer in quarantine than, for example, us in yeah, Berlin. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, what are you doing? We are almost two weeks because the situation here is not puppies. <laughs> yeah. And, and what are you doing? How is, how is your daily life at the moment? How is it looking? Uh, we are trying with my boyfriend to respect a lot the quarantine, you know. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning, I was kind of like creative because I was using that moment to, you know, like switch off and okay, I will work on some music. But I... Like the the longer in quarantine, I think that my create creativity a bit fades out because, you know, I'm a. For a lot of people, it's not really a problem because if you are uh, introverted and you sit a lot at home, it's okay. But I'm an extrovert and and I really need human contact. So I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Like at the beginning, I was like, okay, you know, like I would just use this time productively and stuff. For me, the most important thing is that um, I, as a tip for everybody else, is to try to keep daily routine. Don't really stay too long in pyjama and stuff, because otherwise I noticed that this is making me really depressed if I'm like, don't force myself to have like a kind of anyway, you know, day trying to accomplish something because... If it's like a day that I just stand up and do nothing and don't even shower. Yeah, I know, exactly. It's making me really depressed. Don't so tell me. I try, to do, yeah, I try to do it only on the weekend. And then during the week, I try to like learn new stuff. 
so I was reading yesterday a lot about the live streaming and stuff. Wow. And, and I saw your advice on Resident Advisor, by the way, for everyone who didn't see it. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was, I was, really motivated, actually. I think you had a bad day. You're like, this book is good for Warsaw. So <laughs> there was not so much emotion in there. I was, like, oh. I was uh, I, you know, I tried to read as well every day. I just finished that book that I was recommending from Trevor Noah. Mm -hmm. You know, like try to do a bit like small stuff all the time to, because later when this will be over, I will be like, what was I doing yeah. for three months, you know? And how is it, I, if I can ask you uh, mm -hmm. honest, it's also like a huge challenge for a relationship, especially for us as DJ, oh, yeah, they're always yeah, touring. Totally, yeah, totally. You are as well in a relationship, so you yeah. know uh, for DJs it's, we are all the time separately with uh, mm -hmm. our couples. Mm -hmm. So to be all the time at home, I, uh, we genuinely with my boyfriend, we actually do like a, a meeting every two with just two of us and talk about scheduling. Okay. Who is using, because we have like a, you know, desk with speakers about my boyfriend is a graphic designer. So we try to like schedule and share the space. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can work in the morning and I can work in the evening. And maybe if, if it's running well, we're going to have dinner together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, oh, and I forgot that I'm also cooking a lot. So I was wondering that you didn't mention it because I yeah, was yeah, yeah, to I was, ask you. Because it's, I cook so much that I forgot to mention. <laughs> I do sometimes on Instagram like a cooking tutorials. I've been trying to... Um, do some new stuff. So what was I doing? I was doing some Mexican food from pressure mm. cooker. Mm. I was uh, discovering new ways to do French toast. Uh, a lot of stuff, actually. <laughs> but um, I just want to come back because you live in Madrid. And for me, Madrid is one of the most colorful and lively city because everyone is happening outside. All my yeah. friends I know there, they, when they come to Berlin, they were always asking, uh, why are you staying inside? It make, you know. So how yeah. do people accept this? This must be so different. I think it must be such a change also afterwards. Huh? Yeah, yeah. That's why probably we have so many cases because... A lot of people at the beginning were not really respecting the the social distancing because, you know, the uh, Mediterranean culture in general, like, you know, uh, Italy, Spain, it's very like a warm nation. So people, as you said, everybody have their own bar downstairs that you always go have a coffee, then maybe like aperitivo or something. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning, it was really difficult for people like the bars were completely full mm. and the clubs were uh, like full as well. But then when situation got really serious, I had to make shopping today. So I went for out for a few minutes and people really are right now like respect, mm. I think, from my neighborhood. Also really beautiful ritual right now is that people get some kind of uh, sense of uh, feeling as a community. Yes. We go out every day at eight. And we like we have we have like a neighborhood DJ that he puts like some really cheesy music in the window on the speakers. Super. Everybody's clapping yeah, and everybody at eight is clapping for doctors and for nurses for all the services. Yeah. So there's like a 10 minutes party every day. At oh, eight. This is super. Yeah. But this is different definitely to Germany because, you know, the Germans, they're a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Here people, neighbors are really way more, you know, like people talk and know each other because also the thing of very specific for Spain in compared to Germany is that uh, here we have um, 
each building has a person, you know, that it's taking care of the building. So this builds like a really community that people know each other. You know, our his name is Begonia. She's not working right now. But, you know, people like leave packages mm -hmm. to her and stuff. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, the community right now. I think that's why we have this tradition of going at eight and clap and play some music that people still feel like they are together, you yeah. know. This is the only positive thing, uh, beside of maybe some other things. But honestly, as a DJ or as an artist, as a label owner, uh, I have mm. to ask you, no one was prepared for sure for this situation. Oh, because, yeah. And But are you prepared financial-wise? Are you Because it hits us all. And I have the feeling all my colleagues and artists and friends, the music business was always living on the edge somehow maybe it's an yeah other yeah. business is the same but then you know it doesn't matter how much money everything is always spent and you never yeah, yeah, be prepared exactly. for this and do you have a plan b uh especially you know what funny thing because at the beginning that when first week people asked me that question it was really annoying me <laughs> but now you know because i've been so long in the social distancing so um It doesn't bother me that question anymore. I kind of like still have hope for that it will come back. But for example, you know, we are still in a very privileged situation, me and you as DJ, because we don't hire like 20 people. Yes. You know, for, like for me, the worst, like we are still, even though that I don't have any uh, like, you know, backup financially and stuff because we bought a apartment with my boyfriend last year. But, so at least, you know, I have this, but for like, Stuff that worries me is like, for example, like Watergate, that yeah. so many people depends on that club and so many people will get affected by it if it closes. You know, there are really um, people that own properties in the center of Berlin or London or New York. They will not have any hesitation to just kick out all the people that, you know, I mean, for me, uh, one negative thing that I noticed that um People doing comments when like some clubs or some initiatives ask for money, people criticizes that what you were doing this all your life and you don't have any backup. Like mm -hmm. people don't really, some people don't really understand that if you run a club, you don't make millions out of it because, you know, I run events as well in Poland with Gregory and Marysia. I uh, remember. Yeah. So like people don't know that people really do a lot of things from the love of music and because it's a nice job to have to run a club to be a dj but unless you are super duper successful like let's say there's like 20 30 djs in the world that can afford you know yeah. have mega you are you definitely gonna get affected by it yes that's and, true yeah. but uh, one last question uh, mm -hmm. do you think i mean always like when we have such a big thing Of us, do you think the music will change? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we were all living on the edge. It was higher, faster, harder. I don't know. For sure, the whole. I mean, there must be something. I mean, I don't know if this festival. I'm really bad at making like a forward-thinking theories. <laughs> I know. I only thing I know. Only thing I know. Maybe I will just change a bit what I think about the future. Is that uh, the, I was reading an article about that. that uh, history shows that people forget negative and focus on positive. You know. So probably when this will be over, people, because of the way how human brain works, will be able just to forget about this all. Hopefully. It will affect how, for example, the traveling or how people will, you know, the human contact. But in general, people will 
try to forget about it, you know, yeah, as quick as possible, I think. This is an interesting point. Thank you so much. And I know that you continue with your label. I still get new releases, so you yeah, don't stop. And music is not cancelled. This is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, now more than ever. <laughs> Absolutely. This is also my opinion. Wojtek, thank you so much. And I wish you good times in Madrid. And I can't wait to hug you one time yeah, again okay yeah, i can't wait to hug all my friends yeah well, this is something what i'm really missing and i've never been you know yeah. you're sometimes on facebook because you want to be on facebook because you don't want to be so close and now i'm like oh, now i want them here and this is exactly yeah take care take care and uh thank you so much for it uh -huh. big big hug and, and also a big hug to greg yeah okay <laughs> Tschüss. thank you And today I catch Neil Evans, partner of Electric Ibiza and artistic director of Amnesia Ibiza. Yes, hey Neil, how are you today? <laughs> I'm good, how are you, Anya? Long uh, time, actually. Actually, we, we, I have good memories from the last time I saw you, but it's always <laughs> I have good memories to see you. Where are you today? Where I catch you, actually? Um, I'm, I'm at home in Ibiza. Okay, and what was the most exciting thing happened today for you? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm cooking Sunday roast because we're at home stuck. This is day, this is day 15 of my um, of the lockdown because of the coronavirus. So, mm -hmm. yeah, this is the 15th day I haven't left the house. But this must be fantastic to be in Ibiza and no one is on the street or is on the beach. So it must be really empty. How is the atmosphere on the island? Um, I, I, you, you don't really know because you're just looking from your, your balcony down to an empty street and I, you're not even allowed to go to the beach. So um, I wouldn't know. It might it might be a nice experience if you went there, but it's we can't even get to the beach because there's police at uh, roadblocks and there's cars driving around telling you to stay at home. So yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a strange experience, to be honest. Yeah, I can imagine. But first of all, I want to talk with you about uh, from a business point of view, because as I remember, you had a lot of parties going on in the Miami Winter Music Conference, and they all got cancelled last minute, of course, of the coronavirus. Uh, how how you react with this, and, and how was it for you? Um, so, it, to be honest, it feels like months ago now, and it wasn't. It's only a few weeks. So, when um, we know when we've seen the, um, we've been working on these parties for I don't know since December, and what we we have a we have a deal with um, the Kimpton Epic, and we run six events. Um, some brands that I I own or some brands that I work with, but then I also bring in other brands and book DJs to to cover the whole the, the whole six days, and we're actually the with the official event of WMC. Mm -hmm. um, we so we're the opening party. So we when WMC and Ultra got cancelled, we were kind of in a hurry to to remove our brand away from WMC so we wouldn't be closed at the same yes. time. Um, and then basically, um, I found out that there was going to be the borders closed. So I really quickly changed, tried to get a different flight and try to get to the US before any of the borders were closed because I thought, you know, at least if I can get there, at least I'm going to actually see something that I've worked on for six months. But when I just landed into Charles de Gaulle to get my checked, my connecting flight mm -hmm. to, to Miami, uh, I found from my business partner in Miami that we were closed and, and they'd actually cancelled the events. Um, so, yeah, it was very disheartening after lots of work and a lot of um, financial investment mm -hmm. had gone into the events. Um, and basically, we, we've, we're in a position now where we're refunding tickets. Mm -hmm. we've, we've actually come up with a really good offer where people can um, 
replace tickets for next year, but we'll give them actually a season pass, or we'll give them um, we'll give them other things like extra benefits if they, if they don't get a full refund. Mm-hmm. Um, just hopefully, we we haven't actually calculated how much we've lost yet, but this it is a significant loss. Yes, I can uh, imagine. But how is it? Are the people okay with refund? Because there's some organization and some movement going on that says, hey, come on, stay it because we need it. The scene needs your money. Are there a lot of people that want to have a refund? Um, so what we did was the, the, the bonus structure we offered for, for not having a refund was basically if you um, you can have a full refund or you if you take 50% of your refund, we'll give you one day We'll give you one per ticket for next year. If you don't have a refund at all, we were going to give them a full week's pass for next year. So it's quite an, adv- an, an advantage to not to, to get the refund. But I think with most people have actually chosen the, the full refund. Um, but I mean, you know, it's uh, you know, people. Have, if maybe if someone yeah. bought an extra ticket and they didn't get that refund, then they then they bought a ticket with us because um, they thought that. The ultra was cancelled, but the actual mm-hmm. pool parties weren't cancelled. I understand that they they want a refund on that of because course, they won't yeah. be on the on the on the ultra. So yeah, I mean, well, there, there is a few people who took us up on the on the on the the passes for next year, but. Um, yeah, it's unfortunately it's just it is what it is. It is. Yeah. And how was it with the artist? I assume you already paid the fee. The most of the artists they want to have it back, or you could keep it, or how was how is this going? How is this whole process of going? Because there was a lot of investment from you. Yeah. So basically, um, none of the artists have been paid. I don't think because the money would be sitting with the agent. Mm-hmm. So we just we're currently working with the agents now to to get the refund. There's been some um, there's been some DJs that have maybe lost out on flights, mm-hmm. um, but most of them have had a full refund or a voucher or something. So I would say 99.9% of DJs have been fine because they understand that mm-hmm. if if we don't get out if we don't get our money back, then you know it takes the business into a place where we might not be able to book them again. Mm-hmm. So I think in, in as a whole, I think people have been quite genuine and quite thoughtful to the to the whole situation so this means that we can actually fight you know live to fight another day and we'll be announcing um our miami event probably in the next few weeks because we're going to actually get a long longer lead time on it this time so we'll be announcing the dates i think in maybe two weeks time when this whole thing has settled down a little bit But there is no insurance in this. In um, in this, what there could help you? No insurance followed for us on, for anything to help us at this time. No. And did you uh, ever disagreed with the whole solution? When, of course, you were disappointed. You were already on the way to Miami. There was a lot of money involved. But did you have a doubt, or did you doubt it? Did I have a doubt that it would be cancelled? Yeah. Um, I was kind of just praying that it would be that we would we would we would get away. Um, I think legally, from a standpoint of when we would discuss with the commissioner and and the local government in Miami, our property necessarily didn't have to close at that point mm-hmm. um, because it was private property and the certain licenses that it had wasn't a special organizational like a special event license. So, but it, it felt it did feel right at the time that we would close. Because everyone else was closing, it wouldn't really seem yeah. fair to be the only pool party around. Because most pool parties operate on a mm-hmm. on a special event permit. So yeah, um, but it was 
I think, you know, we, we tried our best. We had enough meetings with lawyers and with city commissioners and and I tried my hardest on about three different flights to get to Miami. And I think at some point you've got to try and just when defeat is when defeat is in front of you, you just gotta just sometimes just say, you know what, mm-hmm. let's just stop here and regroup and let's look into the future. Yeah, of course. Wonderful. But now uh, I catch you in Ibiza and I know that you are the artistic director of Amnesia, one of the best and biggest clubs. So openings calling around six weeks now. What do you think about this? How is that looking now? Um, so um, as a club, I think we've basically... So I'm, I'm very involved. I'm, I'm involved as an artist director at Amnesia, but I also promote at other venues as well. Mm-hmm. So the thing across the venues that I'm working with in the moment is that May just doesn't look like it's going to happen. Which venues, when I can ask? So I, I run, I run um, some pool part. I run a pool party at uh, Ibiza Rocks, mm-hmm. and I also uh, have my own events, and also the the you know the booker and, and the artistic director alongside Marty at Amnesia. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, as as the two uh, venues and some other venues I've been talking to, um, I think we've all pretty much. Not this is not every venue, just so you know, but yeah, I think the, the general consensus is that we will um, not be opening in May. Mm-hmm. But we'll be we'll be doing our best to open in June, um, and then I think we're also going to be maybe trying to look at a program into October mm-hmm. to try and give us that little bit. So if we miss out on May or maybe even the beginning of June, mm-hmm. we'll actually have some extra dates in October. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, at the moment, I'm just working on moving the opening parties round um, and trying to extend into into the October weeks, mm-hmm. and let's just hope for the best. Really, I mean, we can't really change that stance. Because legally, in Ibiza, we're locked down till the 12th of April. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I believe that the mass gatherings uh, legislation they put in place was till the 20th of April. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, obviously, we'll get more information from the government. Yeah, and then we know. I mean, at the very, you know, at the moment, it's it's... It's a grey area for everybody. I don't think anyone really knows the answers because things are changing on such a an hour by hour daily basis Absolutely. for the virus. You know, it, some you know if if the, you don't know if the area is going to get more infected or mm. or less infected. So being on an island, it has helped. We we only have I think as as of today we have 59 cases in Ibiza. Wow. Um, some of them are critical. Some of them, I believe most of them are not. Uh, the borders seem to be quite tightly closed now. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that, you know, we, we as an island, we can recover quite quickly. Yes. But also, who knows how the island will recover financially, economically, you know, how many how many people will be, how many flights will start arriving to the island. And how many people will come because no one has money, actually. this is. I think it will affect the whole season in, in, in the past. There, was, there must be a change somehow. What do you think? Yes, hugely. I think, um, no doubt it's going to affect the season. Um, I do think that a lot of, once, I mean, once this is over, everyone's going to want to have a big party, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's going to be on everyone's minds just to go out and have a big rave at some point. Yeah. But financially, it's going to affect a lot of people in most European countries. Um, you know, the Italian market, which Ibiza is heavily relies on, the German market, the Dutch market, the UK market. Down, yeah. um, all of these are going to be affected financially. So I think it's a case of will the island as a whole learn to adapt to this and will prices come down? Um 
Which could be interesting, eh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I think things at conferences like IMS or ADE, we've all been talking about this Ibiza reset for a few years, and I think maybe this could be it. Um, but obviously, in turn, if things if costs are going to come down for the clubs, I think we're then going to have to in turn, you know, everyone in the community, the dance music community, is going to have to pull together and try and help, you know, because if ticket prices are going to come down, then DJ fees are going to have to come down as well. Yeah. Of course, but it must be a lot of pressure on your back. If I hear this, and what kind of responsibility you have, and, and what you're looking for, what kind of projects? How do you sleep in the night? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, to be honest, especially at the moment, it's like when we're at, I'm at home all day. Just I'm I'm working as normal. Um, the, the the thing is, my office is next door to my my. Uh, my home anyway mm -hmm. so it, it, this is not really much different for me so well, I'm just working as normal from home and and, and it's, it's and everything is quite regular it's I'm not really overly concerned right now mm -hmm. because I think if we just have to work on on what's gonna be safe for everybody um, and we will start when we start you know it, I think if we can run the season into October that might help some of the the financial losses from May and June um, but I mean, you know, this is one of these things that I don't think anyone can, anyone can change, anyone can fix. So, and anyone can plan. Actually, no one knows. Yeah, no, of course, it's just. And I mean, everyone keeps saying, well, you know, everyone is in this together. I think the whole world's is suffering in some, some kind. You know, in 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 whatever industry you're in or whatever walk of life, there's some kind of, you know, there's issues with it all. So I think we just have to try and. I'll pull together and get our way through it. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit from back to the 90s, you know, where the DJs came over. They, you got a call, hey, you come and play to my party. I give you money afterwards in the, in the back room. No marketing, <laughs> yeah, no promotion. It's got to pull that way again. Who knows? <laughs> Why not? It, it's it's a little sad that the way things are happening is I've heard of there's been some, some job losses at some fairly big agencies in the US and in the UK. Um, so it is affecting everyone from the, you know, from the ground up. Mm -hmm. um, and, but like I said, maybe this is something that we can turn into an advantage and maybe the dance music community can, can adapt. And like we always do, it's, it's, a, it's quite a fast pace adapting industry anyway. Yes. So, I, you know, maybe this could help the younger artists coming through because maybe people, the clubs don't have enough money to be spending on, you know, huge fees for headliners. So it might help that lower and mid-tier artist again. Um, yeah, I think we've just got to try and take what the best of what we can out of the whole situation. This is a wonderful uh, word for the finish. <laughs> Thank you so much, Neil. <laughs> I wish I, uh, there are better times and I can't wait to see you in uh, personal and hug you. And I would love to share the Sunday roast what you cook today, but it's impossible. <laughs> I'm in Berlin and it's winter today. It starts to snow again. To be honest, in Ibiza, it's like a summer's day. It's really, really nice today, which is good. <laughs> um, it's just a shame to say that you can't go out and there's, yeah, there's no one on the streets. But yeah, as as the weather, it's perfect. And the Sunday roast, you can, in the summer, with when uh, when I see you, we can have lunch or whatever, no problem. Okay, we do. Thank <laughs> you so much for your time. I give you a big, big kiss and a big hug. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. All of, cheers. Bye bye. Danke. And last but not least, I'm very happy to introduce you to my new artist of Zeus Music, Andrea and Ludovico, both DJ duo from Tuscany under the name Reform Music. Hello, Andrea. Hello, Ludovico. Where are you at the moment? 
Hi, Hanja. Hi, Hanja. Where are you at the moment? We are in Italy right now. We both uh, are at home. Um, yeah, we, we live in Tuscany and uh, um, in like at, uh, 100 kilometers from Florence. Uh, we we live in the same uh, city, so wow. uh, yeah, we are here. Actually, when you describe this, this is like for me the perfect dream. Tuscany, you know, this is where we all want to be right now. But of course, we know it's not so easy, especially in Italy, and also not in Tuscany. Huh? I mean, I hope you are not together in one one studio or one home, or you live in the same city but in different houses. Huh? Yeah, exactly. We live in different houses. Fortunately, um, so we have this friend studio, and that's that's good, you know, because we can do both music um, by our own. Mm -hmm. And after after this uh, quarantine period, uh, uh, we we're looking forward to to join uh, again, and we <laughs> we so in that way we can fix some some things in the in in the new stuff we are going to do. And uh, yeah, are you missing each other? Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> come on, be uh, honest. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, well, we, we miss each other, but oh. um, we, we, we have more time to spend in the studio. So it's, um, uh, we, we, we can take advantages from, from this situation. Also, if this situation is really bad. <laughs> I mean, it's really dangerous, especially Italy. Uh, you were the first one that got hit really, really hard in this disease. So since when you are in quarantine? Uh, well, uh, actually, um, uh, Italy uh, started to, uh, to, to lock down uh, the cities uh, around two weeks, three weeks ago. Uh, they decided to, to lock down the, um, the um, uh, for example, the public works like mm -hmm. uh, uh, shops and stuff like this. And afterwards, afterward, like... Um, Uh, two weeks ago, uh, they decided to uh, to shut down um, other other um, not relevant show, um, activities. And since last Saturday, they decided to shut down also um, industries, company factories. I mean. Yeah. It's really bad, huh? I mean, this is uh, must be really. I mean, we are all in this situation, but Italy is really worse when I see it on the news. So I feel really, really sorry about everything. But um, did you take it serious from the beginning? Uh, well, um, I think I have to be to be honest. Uh, I think this um, kind of situation um, make makes us Italian like more proud of ourselves uh, because uh, we realized that we have all we have all to fight with this uh, mm -hmm. with this uh, danger uh, virus uh, and we all together we take um, i mean we make things to to fix the situation uh, as as soon as possible so mm -hmm. and uh, I, i i i can't believe it that mm -hmm. uh, italian people um at this kind of uh, interaction mm -hmm. uh, so are you going also on the balcony and doing music <laughs> or singing <laughs> uh, this is lovely someone, I someone did it 
Oh, <laughs> because I love this. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I love this. You know, this is what I love on the Italians, that they're proud of themselves. And this is what I see in all this miserable situation. They're standing all together, what you said already. And this makes me feeling gives me warm feelings in all this disaster, you know? So so you didn't didn't make music on the balcony for everyone. No. <laughs> no. No, we didn't because <laughs> we 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 don't live in the in the city. Uh, so if I if I go outside the balcony I can I can scream as much as possible, but no one is uh, could, could hear me. Actually, it sounds like a dream for me <laughs> sitting here in Berlin. <laughs> but what are you missing the most? Uh, um, I was saying this this with some of uh, uh, my friend uh, a restaurant. Oh, I miss a restaurant. <laughs> oh, because. Because because uh, in Italy, you know, and uh, during the weekend or also during the uh, working days, uh, you are you are used to uh, sometimes to to come out and maybe do some kind of um, uh, drinking to drink something with with friends or or, or people, you know, uh, or go to the restaurant to to eat something really good. And you can do you can do it now, so it's yes. it's weird. It's, and I miss mean, it. Oh, uh, this is really cute that you're saying it. And I already said it in the beginning. We met uh, once at the Better Times back in the days at Loveland Festival. You played uh, just on the same stage like me. And since then, I had an yeah. eye on you and I like your music. And it was really good times. And we had a happy afternoon. And I know that you are not so long into the business you know, but what do you thinking? Do you think it will be the same like it was before, or there will be a change? Uh, uh, that's a big deal because this will be uh, um, another question. Because uh, we honestly we don't know what what will be uh, of our future. Um, also, um, also in other in other business like uh, in in the whole economic field. Because we mm -hmm. we don't we don't know um, what will be, uh, but I think uh, we we have to uh, try to to learn from this uh, from this um, uh, disaster mm -hmm. and and try to and and try to um, to start again our lives yes. basically. So I I I hope. I hopefully uh, the I mean the gigs will come uh, for any, anyone and yeah we will go ahead and we will be happy. You know what I'm missing the most or what I I'm really looking forward yeah. because yeah. I signed you to my label Zeus Music yeah. and you're gonna have a release coming and I'm can't wait to play this in front of a crowd. <laughs> Your record. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ludovico, Andrea, thank you so much for your time. My heart will be with you and all the Italians and I can't really wait to see you and hug you because this is also something what we're all missing. <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Stay strong and big, big kiss. Thank you, Thank you, Anja. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for having us. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. This was the Clubroom Backstage. My name is Anja Schneider and I will be back soon with interesting personalities from our scene. Clubroom Backstage. Produced at Blackout Studios.